0: Welcome to the Stick'Em Up podcast. This is our inaugural episode. I'm your host, Braden, here with my co-host and brother, Brandon. What's going on? Should we get out of the way and explain Brundy right away? Because I'm probably going to call you that more often.
1: Yeah, we might as well. I think you're going to have to be the one to explain, because you kind of came up with, with all of this, so...
0: Yeah, I... Was there even much evolution to it or did i just um we called you
1: you you we I, always called you bear i think it started i think one time i think you you um you tried to call me like Brundon. but you almost did it you did it in almost like a british accent and then Brundies. you just kept doing it. And then all of a sudden, you're like, Brundy. And then it just kind of s- stuck ever since. Because yeah. then that's, yeah, it's what I've been kind of yeah. referred to a lot as after that. So
0: Yeah, it's, all, it's more often Brundy or Brundy Bear than it is Brandon. Yeah, point. exactly.
1: No, And it, yeah, e- even like uh, in anywhere, it's either I get called Brundy or Corbs. Yeah. Like at other places. So it's literally, like, I never hear my first name from anybody. Yeah. So it, when people do say it, I'm like... I'm like ooh, that's a little yeah
0: it's always weird because it's a, a wake-up call almost whenever, you know whenever our grandparents visit or whenever i'm talking to mom or dad i try and i try and call you brandon but it always it feels a little bit of vase uh abrasive yeah after calling you brindy for so long yeah
1: even when i hear my first name i'm just like well that's like we're getting serious here <laughs> i feel like i'm in trouble and i just hear yeah, my first name
0: yeah it's like when most people hear their middle name
1: yeah yeah literally exactly um yeah welcome to the the Stick 'em up podcast uh this is uh episode number one um i think we'll just do a little bit of housekeeping to start it off uh it's time kind of talk about ourselves here a little bit before we before we dive into the big topics here
0: all right i'll start with a, a little bit of hockey backstory for me i am a tampa bay lightning fan go bolts uh we live in calgary and uh, back in 2004, uh, I at the time I was a kid and I was I was real small. So when Marty St. Louis won the Hart Trophy, uh, I was just like, "Man, this guy is boss as fuck." So I just uh, started cheering for Tampa. And a couple months later, I was very confused why everyone around me disliked Tampa so much because I didn't understand the finals at that point because I was like six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and this area especially, like if you're a
1: Tampa Bay fan, there's a lot of yeah, the whole there's a lot of hatred the whole towards them.
0: Like they, uh, yeah, they uh, definitely harbor some ill will.
1: I wouldn't even necessarily say it's like a rivalry between like Tampa Bay and Calgary as teams, but like I feel like not even necessarily Tampa Bay fans are like towards Calgary fans, it's Calgary fans towards Tampa Bay fans. Yeah, they just seem to really and and it's like something that's out of out of their control, right? But
0: yeah. It, it is what it is. there not wasn't, wasn't enough cameras to to know. Yeah, exactly. It's right. probably, different times back then, like I don't know many of the fans, but I gotta imagine it's fairly similar to who is it? Was it Dallas and Buffalo? Yeah when uh who was it Meda- did Medano kick it in or No, he scored in the crease: In
1: the crease, yeah, yeah. And, and and that one doesn't get talked and that one, yeah, that one's like a really like it's one where it, it's it's easier to call that one than in the Tampa Bay yeah. Calgary series. And I feel like the Tampa Bay Calgary one gets talked about way
0: more. Yeah. Like it's. Which is know. wild because one's a missed, a missed goal, which is obviously huge, but the other one was the Stanley cup winning goal. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Yeah. That sealed it right there.
1: And it's, and again, also with Calgary fans, like not like not to shit on them, <laughs> but also to shit on them. It's like, okay, sure. Okay, sure. It was in, but like, there was still the whole rest of that uh uh that game there that Calgary could have won. And then because that was in game six, wasn't it? Yeah. And then so then there's still all of game seven that they could have yeah. could have won. So it's like again, it's like, okay, maybe it was in, but like there's no guarantee they even win the cup. Yeah. Um if yeah. it was rolling a goal. So they
0: still sent it to game seven at the start of the second overtime. So they still had all of the OT and whatnot. I try not to Try not to badmouth it too much because I don't want to come across as just like cheering, uh, picking Tampa's side because yeah. because I'm a fan. But yeah. Oh,
1: well, and I I can I mean I can say I shit on Calgary because I'm a very depressed uh, San Jose Sharks fan. Um, you know, kind of kind of almost similar to your story of cheering for Tampa Bay. I was uh, I don't even know what age I was quite young and um, I was reading a book and it was about Jonathan Chichu at the time. Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, man, this is like a cool story for this guy. And I was like, this is kind of a sick team. Like, I love the logo. So then I just kind of started Great colors. Um, Great colors. watching them more and, and kind of cheering for them. And then all of a sudden, uh, they bring in Joe Thornton, who I instantly fell in love with as a player. And then, you know, kind of became obsessed with him. And then uh, I never looked back after that. But but it's funny, yeah. though, because, you, know, gr- you know, growing up as a kid, you're kind of always like, before you pit find like your team, you're always kind of like, oh, this team's cool. This team's cool. Yeah. And and growing up, it was, it. I went through a phase where it was like, I thought, man, Ottawa was cool.
0: And that would have sucked. I was going to say, I remember that. And
1: then I also went through a phase where I'm like, man, Buffalo's cool. That would have sucked. So it's oh, like, man. so it's like I picked San Jose and they've had the most, like,
0: They've nope. had very continued to playoff success.
1: Yeah. Yeah. N- and like none of those three teams have won a cup or anything, but San Jose's definitely had the most success. You'd
0: rather out be of... a Sharks fan than oh, yeah. a Sabres fan. Oh, 100%. That's pretty safe to say. Oh, yeah. So, the Sanders have had some good success. They were, especially yep. when you started getting into hockey back then.
1: Yeah. and then I, And then, even a time when I was like, I was like, man, fuck, I was like, Eric Carlson's sick on Ottawa. I'm like, I was like, man, imagine if I was a Sens fan, how cool that would be. And then all of a sudden he goes to San Jose, and then I was like, that was, that was one of the, the coolest days ever being a Sharks fan for me. Um,
0: that, was, that was really cool. It
1: didn't, didn't pay off for the first little bit, but definitely this season uh, he, he turned the clock back and uh, just went off. So,
0: Yeah, I, I remember the offseason where there was so much talk about Stamkos being moved and not re-signing yeah. uh, with Tampa. And there was, there was some crazy numbers floating around. Te- teams were like back then, their contracts weren't, you know, they were big at that point because I think it was 2016. But uh, yeah, so we're only two seasons away from McDavid being offered is 12 and a half. But I think people were talking to like $12 million back then for Stamkos to go to Toronto. Yeah, And it was like, frick, that's a lot of money to be offered to go to your home team, your childhood team. Yeah. Took a huge discount to stay with us. So,
1: yeah. Well, and and it worked out incredibly for Stamkos because the whole, yeah, that whole thing was always like, oh, Stamkos is coming home. He's going to Toronto, uh, this and this. And then all of a sudden, boom, like it out of nowhere. Like it wasn't even like. There was no reports that he was even like Stamkos was in talks with Tampa about an extension. It just kind of happened like boom.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. That that was also right during that crazy hour where, um, I'm blanking on, because I I know the one during that hour it was oh it was uh, Taylor Hall got traded for Adam Larson oh and yeah. then PK Subban and Shea Weber were traded for each oh, other yeah, the swap um, but I always think back about that because it's like so Stamkos resigned to stay with Tampa. And now all of a sudden it shifted to Tavares now. Oh, now Tavares, his yeah. contract's up. It was He's going to go a very in.
0: similar situation.
1: Yeah. And I look back at it and I think, you know what? If Tavares did what Stamkos did and decided to stay, I'd, I mean, it's tough to say, but I, I want to say it's probably Tavares that has those two, um, those two rings over Stamkos. Because then you look back to when the Islanders and Tampa Bay played each other in the Eastern Final back to back years. You almost got a thing, man. Tavares, there could have been the difference I, maker. I too. definitely think, or, or even maybe one in, one in one and uh, one. But in the
0: bubble, they were something about that run. Like I hadn't yeah. even watched them have success in the playoffs. Uh, like super recently, like the year before that, they got uh, the Columbus sweep. But uh like I didn't it didn't feel like it had uh, that magic up until that point. Yeah. As soon as Point scored that five OT game winner in game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Everything after that, I was like, we play each team game one and be like, oh, we can beat this team.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so may- maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe beat- one and one, maybe they each get one. Oh, Cause, Cause I especially I think go, the we, second year.
0: We, so we went to game seven that year. And we won Game Seven, one nothing,
1: off a shorthanded goal—the
0: only shorthanded goal the Islanders let in that entire, that entire season. Yeah, and and
1: you, you got to think like throughout that entire series, it's like maybe Tavares pops off in one of the earlier games, and the Islanders win, or he makes a difference in that Game Seven. Like, yeah. and you almost got to think hour. like, man, if if he had that loyalty that Stamkos had, he's probably got at least one cup, I would say. And but hey, look at yeah. look at look at him—he's. He got to go to his childhood he team. Would have at least
0: and, and gone to a conference there. final.
1: Yeah. Two. Yeah, exactly. Right. He would have got out of the first round more than once off a, yeah. a lucky goal. But, um, no, enough. shit talk in Toronto. I'm sure yeah, there will be what? plenty more in the future of that.
0: Yeah, and you know what? He's uh, he's making eleven and a half million a year. I'm sure he's not uh, not too upset. Yeah.
1: No. I, I think he's, and and he's only got two years left, and then it's you know i i don't think he's ever gonna leave toronto now i think now that he's there and he's the captain like he's yeah. he's gonna stay um but you know they'll, they'll have to figure out what what to do there because yeah. they're they're kind of very interesting
0: to see what his uh cap hits gonna be like on his next contract yeah
1: yeah because like he's not even gonna be like a like he's gonna be on the older side but he's not gonna be like you know in that that giordano type situation yeah. where he signed two years at, at league minimum because he just wants a cup so bad. Like, he's already yeah. made his money. Like, Tavares could probably still sign a an a, a, like eight, eight a, and a half a million at like f-
0: a team would sign at, him for eight
1: for five sure. years or something. Like, he, yeah. he can still get a decent contract if he wants. But if he wants to stay in Toronto and win a cup there, he might have to take a,
0: a, a, a big discount to no. put a good group around him. It does seem like the guys want to win there, but like. Man, nobody wants to win bad enough to take a take the team discount. Yeah, exactly. Which I don't blame the players for. Like, no,
1: you can't. Can never blame the players for wanting to get. If you're money.
0: lucky, you get twenty healthy years as an NHL player, and then you got to ride that money for the rest of your life. Yeah. Like a lot of them get other jobs in the league and stuff. But well, and it, it, you you it, want it, the majority it, of your money to be from that. Yeah, you know, well, I don't it's, blame.
1: It's also even in an era now where you know like, there's very few guys who, um. You know, they, like, before, you it used to be, like, you know, there you'd have multiple, you know, older players on the team. Whereas now, the game's just getting so much younger and faster, where it's, like, those older yeah. players, like... Like, Eric Stahl was a beast for how many years? And then he, he went a whole year without playing. Because no yeah. team won him. It's, like, this is a great... I was so like,
0: shocked that off season. I like, was, like, yeah. somebody's going to pick him up. At a certain point, I was, like, bro, like... You tell me he can't make the roster on Arizona or something? Yeah, exactly, right? I guess, you know, Arizona's probably not exactly looking to win. Yeah,
1: and, 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 you know, maybe... And there is still the argument, like, maybe he didn't um, necessarily sign because then he wouldn't be eligible to play in the Olympics. That's true. Whereas then, now, he was able to. And I think he did sign after the Olympics. I think he did... He he signed for the remainder of the season, but... um, Yeah, so... Uh, But anyways, should we hop into the big topic here? The one that's kind of on everybody's mind right now?
0: Uh, We'll get to the Stanley Cup playoff preview in a minute. I do have one thing I want to bring up first. Okay. Uh, Last night, uh, as uh, fans do, it was very late at night, and I decided to watch a video simply titled Every Tampa Bay Playoff Goal Since 2020. Okay. Uh, It's like an hour loss. It's great. Yeah. Uh, But I noticed something on a rewatch that I had kind of forgot. And I just want to ask you something. When you think of, there's a very specific archetype of player that is a good player. But when the playoffs hit, when moments get clutch, they become not just bad, but detrimental to your team. Can you think of any examples of players like this? just off the top of your head
1: wait so players
0: who do something stupid and end up costing their team you know
1: well i mean like if you want to like if you're thinking about of like a player who's like a, of a of a high uh, over an average um, skill yeah not level a, not that, not like I a mean, bottom 6 the, player the first guy that play. comes to mind for me would be kadri
0: exactly right. that and he that's would, exactly would, the answer keep, i was expecting
1: i mean in recent years he's he's, he's gotten better i'll give him he's that gotten, He's but, gotten a bit and better. he's and he's got his he's got his ring finally but Yeah, those years like, with toronto like
0: yeah
1: and and even now he's you know I, I don't think he's gonna get re-signed i think he's kind of worn out as welcome
0: but even a guy like michael bunting like he yeah i don't think you he know he, he really, really kind of to keep But matthew nice kept him out of the lineup and nice is only gonna get better yeah exactly but uh yeah, those, those are two names that I very much expected. I'm really glad you didn't say the name that I was thinking of because I found this not incredibly shocking knowing him, but I did not remember. Uh, I was watching and... In, I've got a name in my head, so I'm curious to see if it's going to be that In name. Game 4 of the 2020 Stanley Cup Finals in the bubble, uh, Kevin Shattenkirk scores to put Tampa up 3-1 in the finals in OT... On the power play, a penalty taken by Captain Jamie Ben. Oh, Same guy oh, oh, who oh. just in the past week he played, what did he play? Like 42 seconds of time on ice before cross checking down at Mark Stone and, ta- yeah. and getting himself taken out of the rest of the series? Yeah, pretty, pretty much the rest of the series, yeah. Like
1: he only came back, he was only able to come back in that game six and they just got just shit kicked in that one yeah
0: uh, like i is wow. see a player a pretty good player but that's your captain yeah. getting taken out for that time like you know that's two and, times and
1: not only that but in a year where jamie ben kind of really revitalized his career yeah because he looked awful movie. the last last couple and then this year he really put all the pieces back together yeah um yeah i, I didn't know he was the one that that took a penalty there and in that game yeah
0: Um, I was just watching it was just going through all the goals and then it you know it shows the goal and then you know the next six seven seconds of the broadcast and it shows all the guys selling and it just shows Ben just sitting there in the in the box looking all pissed off and I was like that's right he was wow
1: and that and that one's such a tough
0: it's a tough situation
1: when viewing it because yeah
0: he i'm pretty sure it was like a minor penalty i don't think he like you know i don't think he was like serving a five minute or anything in ot but i I, and
1: and so his one this year i have a i have a very hard time grasping the concept because you compare it to and again it's like you can compare it to so he got two game suspension Right, But it, it's basically three because he was tossed out of at the very beginning the of very game beginning. three. So yeah. he missed that entire game. So call it a, basically a three-game suspension. That's what Michael Bunting got for his hit on Chernak. He got three games, right? Uh, yes, I believe he got three. And I, I think what Bunting did was way worse. And then also on the flip side you can even say, okay, look at what Petrangelo did to Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, like goes deliberately out of his way to two hand chop him. And it's like, I feel like what Petrangelo did was way worse compared to Ben. So it's like, why did Ben get those games? But regardless of that, I think Dallas did win those two games that Ben was suspended for the
0: entirety of Toronto also won the games after Michael Bunting was gone. They lost that game that he put them down for so much but they won the next, like, three games. They won, the next, they won the
1: next three, yeah. And then it, it bugs me because people say, like, I see a lot of people, and, and maybe they're just caught, caught up in the moment of it, but they're, they're talking like, oh, you got to, like, just strip Jamie Bennett the sea right now. Like, I don't think he should play when he's done being spent. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, be mad, but you could, like, especially now when he came back, game six back at home, you can't justify not playing him. Like that's your captain he's a yeah. he's a leader on the team like he's that's got to see a lot for a reason
0: than it being michael Bunting. exactly and especially more where of a loose cannon and much less of a player well, and
1: especially more where when Michael Bunting came out, they had Matthew nice who came in who was who played well he like great. he looked like he belonged whereas uh I think it was Frederick Olofsson came in for <laughs> for Jamie Ben like and he played yeah, on the Olufsen fourth was line
0: keeping Ben
1: out yeah and he and he like Olofsson, like I'm not not on him as a player. Like he he's a good player, but he's no Jamie Ben. He doesn't bring to the team what Jamie Ben can bring. And even if Fliber, even with Ben, if you're Mero. pissed at him, just put him on the fourth line. Yeah. Like don't adjust all your lines that have been working. Just take Olafson out, put Ben on the fourth line, be like, hey, you know, you can still do power play and whatnot, but yeah, like this is
0: about sending it, a message in the locker room or something. But.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's about keeping the flow of the team.
0: Yeah. You cannot uh, the I get the idea behind stripping of the sea. I don't know if those people mean like right away or on the offseason. I think a lot of people meant like you do it right then and there. Like... I can see an argument at least for in the off season, You can't strip your captain of the sea mid-series. That creates way too many distractions. Yeah. Like that, exactly. is, that is way too much to think about in the freaking playoffs. Yeah.
1: And then sitting them like it makes no sense like because for all like you like maybe he sits out and they win the game people like oh yeah they made the right call you could have he could have also went out there and been a big factor in a Dallas win and sending it to game seven like it could have gone either way it's just and especially as a coach someone like Peter DeBoer who's a smart guy you just can't justify sitting your captain and one of your better forwards for for something stupid like yeah it was stupid but it, there's just no need to to sit a guy like that especially in a game that's that important
0: yeah absolutely yeah i was just watching that video last night and i thought that was uh yeah, that that's was an yeah. interesting parallel considering that like just happened in the past week or so
1: and i almost think like if he got but and again it's like maybe if he got suspended in game like like one or two and then dallas just loses out and gets swept then maybe you know he would come into the the conversation or like the conversation with like a cadre or something, especially also with um, the 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 uh, penalty he took in twenty twenty that you brought up earlier. And so yeah, it's like I don't think he's necessarily in that conversation yet. But like maybe
0: yeah,
1: maybe it's something. Yeah, I don't if think, that's, I don't think that's necessarily
0: year. his reputation. Yeah, uh, no.
1: But again, it's like if they make the playoffs next parallel. year and he something like that happens yeah. again, you know, it's. He, he might start to get in that yeah. conversation.
0: While we're, uh, while we're talking about Kadri, uh, I just want to bring up, like, what was he saying at the end at the press conference after they won the cup? He's like, you know, to all those people who doubted me and all that stuff, like... Yeah, it was... T- I, I get he wants to be... feel vindicated and stuff, but... Yeah. Those people were... Those Toronto fans were insanely justified, right? Like, no, no Toronto fans were saying Kadri's a bad player... Or Mm -hmm. they don't like them. They were going, dude, stop getting suspended in the playoffs, which is insanely fair. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I can't remember what he said. It was something about all those people who like thought I hurt the team or something, or thought I hurt the team in the playoffs or something. It was something like that. And then he just said, you can kiss me. You
0: hurt the team by not playing because you're good. Yeah. Like, we are literally asking you to play for the team in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. And it's, and and all the stuff he got suspended for was unnecessary stupid stuff. Yeah. Like it it, it had no impact on on the game at all, so um But yeah, yeah, that'll be interesting to see with and especially now, you know,
0: Dallas. It's not like they you need know, ben a ton either. They got a lot of good young talent coming up.
1: They do they do, yeah. And and again, yeah, it's also like and I haven't seen the full thing. Even a guy like Tyler Sagan uh, looked fucking terrible like he looked really bad and i think he was dealing with an injury because he he just looked awful yeah so i think he was must have like, been dealing was with something
0: like mechanically awful like he like he looks like he's playing injured or is it like does he look like his head's not in it like he's making bad plays it's, i think both
1: like i think he i think he had a, an injury that was a, like had so much pain on him was affecting him that he he couldn't even fully focus on the game and what he was trying to do yeah um, which is also a big blow to to Dallas' team as well there, because he, he's a big part of their offense.
0: Yeah, there's there's some guys who, like, uh, last year, dry sidled in the playoffs. Yeah. He's playing basically on one leg, but, like, everything else is still there, so he can just sit there and make these passes and shots, and he can, yeah. geez, God, he almost went, like, two points per game in those playoffs. Yeah, And then there's some guys where they just get an injury that just completely knocks them off their game, even if it's, like it's like a wrist thing and it only affects their shot. It like affects them mentally enough that they're not making the proper plays. Like guys just handle it differently. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's things like that. That's why, uh, Nathan McKinnon, uh, was saying after they won the cup, he was saying one of the hugest factors in the locker room was the, uh, the hockey or the sports psychologist. He oh was yeah that. that's right that's that was right. that was really cool to hear them being like yeah you know they always talk about the athletic trainers and the coordinators and the coaches but like yeah that's uh yeah i mean probably especially for goalies like yeah you you gotta be in the zone
1: you gotta be mentally. focused and you gotta be dialed in for sure yeah all right i think it's time Time to talk finals. Stanley Cup finals. I don't think anybody in the world had, had this on their bracket. I don't think anybody did in the
0: end. I definitely like don't this, doubt this, if this finals a zero total, people.
1: I think because pretty much everybody had, coming out of the East, I think it was pretty much either Boston, Tampa, Toronto, or...
0: A lot of people had the Rangers. Or the Rangers, yeah.
1: I don't think, not even many people had Carolina, which was surprising. And then
0: people wrote them off, which is like, I've kind of written them off the past couple of years when everyone's high on them. I was a little higher on them this year and everyone else seemed to cool down. I was, I, I was wondering if I didn't know something, but
1: I, I was high on them. The East is and, like bloodbath. Yeah. I th- and I think the part that hurt Carolina though, is the fact that, you know, and people say like, well, oh, like you don't need to replace a guy that you basically never had. But it's like, you did have Max Pacioretty, who was great for the, whatever three and a half games or something he played he goes down injured but all of a sudden that opens up uh like i think five and a half million in cap space for him that they didn't use like their only move at the deadline being one of the best teams in the league was you grab shangos to spare a defenseman who yeah. arguably you didn't need rather They're than a for forward the who desperately teams in desperately league need. on
0: defense like, yeah at the very least they got to be like top five top three right like they I'm surprised they didn't get a forward. Instead. And like,
1: and sure, Goss is better for a third—that that's a fine trade because he was only a, a third pairing guy. And then you—you know—you can't predict yeah. Svechnikov getting injured the way that he did.
0: Yeah, but that's a like, big thing. They're an injured squad.
1: They just and and they're they're in a situation almost like what Edmonton has been in for the past couple of years, where you've got this great core and you're in win now mode, but you refuse to give up any prospects or draft picks to make the team better. Yeah. Like, this is the first time in the McDavid uh, dry saddle era in Edmonton that they used a first round pick at the deadline to bring in a a good player. And they brought a great player in that And it's like, you know what? I feel like almost if Carolina, and I know Carolina was, they were also very in hard on uh, Timo Meyer as well. Yeah. And I just don't think they, I don't think they wanted to give up what uh, the, the price that, and San Jose, like, I they didn't even get like a, like they got a solid return, but not a great one. Like Carolina could have easily matched that offer and thrown oh, yeah. in a little bit of a sweetener and gotten them. And then all of a sudden, boom! That makes your team that much better in yeah. uh, in the playoffs there, and because like their goal scoring was not there in the the Eastern Final. And I think yeah. any you bring in any top six forward, it could have been the the total difference maker in that series because every uh, game was a one goal game
0: yeah and very close for a sweep
1: yeah and even game one like again it kind of almost goes back to the uh the brayden point goal you're talking about in the fifth overtime like kachuk scores that goal right at the end of fourth overtime if carolina scores and gets up one nothing that series carolina could maybe have gone on to sweep in that series like it it was it was such a close series and i I feel like
0: Kachuk's a dangerous guy when he's like on a roll and when he's He's feeling himself. He's hyping up the crowd. He yeah. lo- He loves. You know how much a guy like that relishes in the fact that he kept so many fans in the arena for an extra entire game just so he could send them home pissed. Yeah, dude. He probably slept so good that night. Knowing yeah. That. Yeah. No. He he balled out that. Well, because yeah, like what he had the I the OT winner for him one and Then if he did that at a home game. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. He he's a man on a mission right now, and that's that's what makes Florida
0: a very scary team going into this cup final here. Do you think he wins the Conn Smythe if they uh, win the cup? Um, no. You think
1: Bobrovsky? I, I think Bobrovsky's got to. Like Bobrovsky has, and and especially the story also like of and and I think that's a big part, especially of what. Um goes into when they vote for the Conn Smythe. I think they look at the players as a whole in the playoffs, but they also kinda of look at stories a bit of it. Mm-hmm. Especially I think that's why Crosby won both. Uh Conn Smythe and uh, Pittsburgh won yeah. uh, their back to back cups. And I think especially Bobrovsky, like he didn't he, he wasn't even the starter come the beginning of the playoffs. And then he finally comes in. And I think what he came in I think halfway through game four against Boston. And so then he's in, in there as they go on to win, win three in a row and win that. The series. Right setting Bruins, yeah. for sure. And then they go on to, you know, slap around the Maple Leafs and then slap around uh, um, Carolina as well, you know. But I, I could see Kachuk still because okay. he has had
0: some very big goals that's, in the playoffs. That's the thing. I do think Bobrovsky... As they are projected after thir- the first three rounds, probably should win it. I think they would like to give it to Kachuk more. He's so out there. They had him on TNT in the pre- like the pregame of the one uh, NBA game or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, he scored he's scoring these not just uh, is he putting up points, but he's scoring like overtime goals. You know, things that grab a lot of headlines. I I think they probably give it to him, even if. Bobrovsky definitely deserves it.
1: Yeah, and I could see that, especially because again, like I like I mentioned earlier, like Kachuk has so many uh, just huge goals um, throughout the playoffs. Like I know he had that big, big uh, game-winning goal in Game Five against the Bruins. Um, yeah, he had the game-winning goal in that one, didn't he? I think so. I'm
0: gonna double check before I the, I, before uh, I look like this, like a meatball here. Game seven, game winner. That was Verhage who scored that one.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ver, yeah. Verhage got the uh, the the one in game seven. But he, even and uh, against Carolina, like he got the OT winner in game one, OT winner in game two, and then basically called a third OT winner in that game four against uh, against Carolina because he, he scored with like what two seconds left or something yeah okay so he did have the ot winner in game game five against the bruins yeah because then that's when he um was saying to the guys afterwards he said like hey you know um it was something like we're, we're, we'll be back here like in, like let's get used to this room or something and then yeah uh, we'll be back and you know he, he's balled out every step of the way uh f- for them so it's yeah, I could very well see Matthew Gachuk winning, and especially an American player in an, in an American market. Like, that's also a pretty uh,
0: a pretty high draw there as well. All right, so who do you see uh, being the con Smythe winner in Vegas if they win? I know this one seems a lot a bit more difficult than uh, Florida. Florida's got some outstanding players right now, but uh, Vegas kind of been doing it a lot by committee.
1: Yeah, yeah, Vegas is a lot more um spread out kind of in terms compared to um what we're seeing with Florida. And you know, there's there's so many. Like it's I almost feel like I feel like with Florida, unless again, unless somebody goes
0: Yeah, like Verhage would have like, to have like a four goal game and three of the games in the final.
1: Yeah, like someone's gotta go in an absolute tear. Whereas with Vegas, I, I really do think if they win the cup, the con smite is really going to be determined on, on the finals. Just like, some someone's some really going to have to step up. up like, because I could name, like, I think kind of the three guys I'm mostly kind of thinking um, is probably going to be Iiko Marchiso, or I, I want to say maybe William Carlson, but again, I think he's really going to have to elevate it. In the finals, but even also a guy like Aiden Hill, I think you know Aiden Hill that's came out of un, nowhere. That's
0: such an unsexy name for Con Smythe, but it's insanely realistic. Like it, it is, yeah, and it's, and it, it's always like
1: you know. I know a lot of people say like, oh, when they pick a goal, like it, it's an easy cop out to just you know pick the goalie, like they're the backbone of the team. Man. But it's like you know Aiden Hill, and again, it's almost kind of similar to the story of Bobrovsky, but even larger than that because you know he kind of came in and was the fourth string goalie on the team. Yeah. You could almost even say fifth string at the time um once Jonathan Quick came in. Um but you know and he really kind of just was forced in during that Winnipeg series and he's he's looked phenomenal ever since and as a San Jose fan like I want to see him succeed because I do like him. Yeah. But it's tough <laughs> it's tough to see him succeed on on the Winnipeg's. team that you know, just really, really dislike.
0: Absolutely. But
1: you know, I almost want to say he's he's kind of my front runner, um, on Vegas. Yeah. But that that could all very well change yeah. in the Cup final. Which
0: is wild because even after what he's done in the playoffs, if they are a completely 100 percent healthy team, I think he's in the AHL. Yeah. Rob, you, you're not sending down Robin Leonard and Logan Thompson was so well. Good well Robin Leonard didn't play at all this year. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying if they were completely healthy, that would be the one to Thompson and Leonard, I would imagine.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah. And then they've even got uh, Brassois, who was was their starter at the beginning of the playoffs. And even a lot of people were were surprised when Brassois didn't um, like when he was out that Jonathan Quick wasn't the guy to to come in and play.
0: Yeah. Doesn't Quick have a Conn Smythe trophy? yeah you think uh you think a deadline acquisition like that would play in the playoffs when your goalies are going down yeah
1: yeah and they they went with hill and he but hill he stole it a... and now it it means you know when you're looking at next year for vegas what what is the, the like what what do they do because now they've got a bunch of goalies That's and a lot of goalies they're they're going to have to figure it out they're just collecting goalies like infinity stones at this point
0: <laughs> um, uh do you know how much uh Jonathan Quick is getting paid. He he he's making like five million still. Okay, so he's, he's, he's at so the he, tail end of that that kind he of. He hasn't reached big his like track. final contract where he's like taking like two mil or less to he, just play. Yeah, probably honestly, if he wants to keep playing, like he'll have to do one million for one year or something. Yeah, like, hey, Brian Elliott's probably not coming back to Tampa. Yeah, he could be. A new yeah, he, yeah, he's like he's.
1: He, I think he even knows kind of at this point now, like. He's not going to go anywhere and be a starter no. like he, he and he, he showed it this year with L.A. And I think that's why L.A. M- ended up moving him was because they were they were just like. You know, you're
0: he was he was you, you're not you, you're not the guy and unusable.
1: we had to move out a goalie and Phoenix uh, Copley was playing so good for them. And then nobody wanted to take Cal Peterson like he was yeah. on waivers and no one wanted him.
0: Yeah. Plus, so, I mean, goalies more than anyone can bounce back and yeah. Peterson's a young guy. He can, yeah. you yeah. know, you got him signed in for long-term. You, you want to try and wait it out and hope that he... Yeah, exactly, right? So, and it would be interesting because, like, I know there's a...
1: I'm trying to... So, I believe if Vegas wins the Cup, I think only Thompson and Hill... Will have their names on the cup, maybe quick. Oh. Um,
0: cause I'm, are, are you certain? Cause only two goalies are really eligible for the player section. But then I guess, cause the, the team gets like a certain amount of players, certain amount of goalies, coaches, and then I think they get like a couple extra spots. Like I think they get like five or six. Like, cause I th- you can add like other, other people. Cause like in the past, you know, there's been like Karen, his name escapes me. I think it was the, the GM or the owner—I think it was the owner of the Oilers—one of the Gretzky years—put his dad's name on the cup, and it's one of the few names that's X'd out on the cup because the league was like, "You can put like somebody within the organization who you think deserves it, but you can't just throw your dad on there."
1: Well, that—that that was even like when the St. Louis Blues won the cup um, that year. The, the, the whole big story was that that young girl Layla, oh. who who was a big inspiration of the team, and people were saying. Well, you got to put her name on. Like, I think she got a ring. That's cool. But people are like, well, you got to put her name on the cup, and it's like, again, like it's a cool story and whatnot. But like, you you don't just put a random like. Well, not I don't want to say a random fan, but like, you don't put a
0: fan's name no, on the cup. You can't like, do that the one time because then every time something like that happens, people expect it, and it it kind of becomes this weird like thing that like the Masterton trophies come into where it's like. <laughs> Originally, you wanted to, like, you know, reward and bring awareness to the hardship some players did. But now it's become this weird thing where it's like we're trying to compare traumas. Like, this guy rehabbed an injury and also had a concussion. And then he came back and willed his team to the playoffs. And it's like, well, this guy's mom died or he has cancer. And it's yeah. like you're trying to compare all these traumas. And it's, it just feels wrong. Yeah. And it's, and I would like, and that's
1: also the thing. It's it's because every team gets to submit one player for the Bill Masterton. Yeah, and they have to pick three, and then out of those three, only one. And it's like, and you know, maybe I'm, maybe the players. I don't I don't know necessarily. Like, if you're a player and like you're a finalist and you don't win, like I don't know I don't know how you feel about it exactly. Yeah, but like again, yeah, it's stupid because it's. Yeah, it's, it's basically it just comparing
0: trauma bring, of players. Yeah, and, it seems to breed some, like, toxic yeah. conversation. It really feels like a, a Twitter conversation from start to end. Yeah. Like, yeah, trying to compare something injury-based that, like, happened within hockey versus something completely unrelated where, yeah. like, you know, family issues or if a player enters, like, the player assistance program. Like, yeah, it's it's completely different stuff. It's... Yeah. Honestly, they should. If they really want to do it, they should like. I don't know if they put names on the Master 10. Probably not. Maybe it's on like a plaque on it, but they yeah, should just like. Sure. They should just award it to one player per team and just have like. Have the team pick them and then like. Just all of them can win it. Yeah. Like.
1: Yeah. And then. And so going back to the, the original topic. Um. So I. I don't know for sure, but what I believe is so. If Vegas does win the cup, um, Logan Thompson will be on there for sure because he played enough games in the regular season. Right. Aiden Hill will be on there for sure because he'll have played in the Stanley Cup final. I, I, Brassois, I, even if he comes back, I don't I, like I think he's just done. So his name won't be on the cup
0: because uh, you have to either play half or more than half of the regular season or playoff games or play in one game in the finals. Right. Yeah.
1: And so it's like Jonathan Quick, you know, so he's the one I'm unsure of because it's like he didn't play like he was a deadline acquisition. So he, he he didn't play enough games in the regular season, I think, regardless with Vegas. And then he hasn't played at all in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He probably I'm assuming he won't play in the finals. You assume assuming that assuming that that he'll or doesn't he'll get down. pulled or anything. And so it's like, but he's he's the backup. Like, he's still traveling with the team. He's on the bench. Like, he's a part of it. So I almost feel like, I feel like he has to. Because even when you think when Tampa Bay won the cup, like Brian Elliott, I don't think he, tech, like, but I guess he was the, ba- yeah, he was the backup. Well, so
0: Elliott's not on him, but McElhaney's on too.
1: Oh, oh yeah, I guess Elliott wasn't.
0: Yeah, it he, was was just there for Mac- co- he was there for Colorado.
1: Yeah, so so McElhaney, yeah, he's on there. So. I think you probably get Thompson, uh Hill, and Quick would
0: be yeah. beyond there. God, how bad that how bad does that have to be to be a guy like Robin Leonard? Yeah. You were the starter and then you just like no fault of your own, you just went down to injury and
1: you No know, he's bankrupt and
0: And Fuck. Like, fuck. And then not not getting to be on the cup when your team wins it, like that's I that's, I I would not be if they, you know, win, I, mean, I he, hope they. He, he use doesn't want their free spots to put him on. I don't
1: think he gets a ring even, because like he's he's been away from the team. Like he's
0: oh, he'll probably. He get hasn't a ring.
1: contributed anything this season. Actually,
0: Vegas is a bit of a scary like,
1: word. like it's like how, and again, it's like even if he does, like, does that ring even hold any value to him? It's like hey, I got a free Stanley Cup ring for sitting at home all year. Like, you know that 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 would be an interesting one to see. But yeah.
0: I hope I we don't have to go down that road. like I. I don't know how other teams did it, but like in Tampa, I know like some of the guys who are like longtime workers at the merch store in Amelie, like yeah. got rings. I know Sonia, the the girl who does all the uh, singing of the national anthem. Oh, Amelie. yeah. She's she has one ring, maybe even two. I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I don't know how Vegas would do it. And I, I, I would don't imagine a starter it. at the first year, at the beginning of the year would have it, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't even want to find out because I don't want them to win. So I don't want to find out because of how sketchy Vegas it seems to be. as an org like randomly just like doing players dirty? Like
1: yeah, no, no worries. And that and it was even to the point where last year during free agency, multiple players told their agents, "I don't even want you to engage in in anything with Vegas. Like I don't want to go there." Yeah, because absolutely. there's no loyalty, no respect. Like it's um, but with that out of the way, who who are you? picking because this is kind of a this is kind of one like it's almost like because you're a Tampa Bay fan so it's basically your biggest rival yeah and I'm a San Jose fan against their biggest rival and now they're going head-to-head like it's
0: yeah uh, Florida's definitely up there I would definitely say that Boston's still our biggest rival currently okay but Florida's definitely up there it's nice that they're good now so we have a reason mm-hmm. to dislike them yeah because it was really just us punching down at their shitty team for like yeah 10 exactly years. right they're, they've actually stepped up, and now it's a proper rivalry.
1: Although you've, you've got a reason to cheer for Ve- or for Florida, though, still.
0: That's the thing. I don't want to cheer for Florida, but I don't exactly like Vegas either. And between Goudis and yeah, Her- Hague, uh, I've got to cheer for Panthers, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like, I, I just, I can't, I don't want, and it was so tough as well, because going into the conference finals, I was like, I was like, man, like, because I, I, I want to see, you know, Brent Burns or Joe Pavelski win a cup. And it was well, like, so good. And it was, I was cheering for both of them. And I was like, man, you know, if they were in the finals, like that'd be tough because one would finally win a cup. But then the other one loses again in the Stanley Cup final. Like Brent Burns has lost once, uh, Pavelski yeah. twice. And I was like, even if just one of them can get through. And then they both go and I'm like, I, I really don't want to. I don't want to see either Florida or Vegas win a cup, but I got to cheer for Florida cuz yeah. It, as, as a San Jose fan, you'd never hear the end of it if if Vegas uh, yeah. won the cup. Um who who do you think is going to win? Like I know I know you're you're kind of back in Florida yeah. more, but who do you think will win between the two? I
0: am fairly confident that Florida is going to win. I would I would say in Vegas is a good team. I'll say Florida on 6.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I think, because when I was thinking about it first, I was thinking, I think Florida takes game one, and then Vegas bounces back, because Vegas is the home team. They strike back and take game two. I think going to Florida, I think Florida takes three and four at home, and I think Vegas takes game five at home, and I think going back to Florida, then I think Florida
0: wins it uh, in, in, at home in front of their however many fans are are they the home team because they got in on a wild card spot who
1: uh florida yeah no so vegas has home ice advantage so then florida wins game game six at at
0: home yeah Yeah, i got mixed up there um i definitely think that's uh something like that is gonna happen and and it's no shot at like obviously I, i
1: dislike vegas but like they they are a good team um i think when you compare the two teams on paper i think vegas is the better team but yeah. the the momentum and the mojo like that Florida has going like what are they since going down three one to Boston they're eleven and one yeah and that, that one loss against Toronto and was so wasn't even really a loss like they that Florida should have won that game so, like Florida could have easily yeah. been eleven and zero since going down three one to the best regular season team of all time if if you want to call Boston that this year
0: yeah like it's. It, they're they're on an incredible run and i don't know if it it's an argument for or against them that so many of them are close games one goal games like do, yeah. does that mean they aren't leagues better than their opposition or does that mean they know when to shut it down they're clutch when they need to Yeah be? i think like, they're just a
1: gutsy team
0: they just like, find ways to get it the done They're winning the games playoff style yeah like
1: yeah they they're just finding ways to to get it done and it's um uh, it's it's honestly really incredible. Like, especially when it's you, there was a conversation earlier this season because um, Florida went all in last year and they traded their first round pick, which is this year in 2023, to Montreal in that Ben Sherratt deal, yes. and and it and, uh, it wasn't even a protected first out. Like it was just straight up a first round pick. It's now there Montreal. was there was a
0: bit there where Florida was faltering they were down in
1: the bottom 10 of the league
0: it looked like that could have been bedard yeah it was it was in the lottery trading stutzel is bad wait until bedard goes to another
1: team yeah and especially montreal of all teams like and so that was a big topic and now all of a sudden florida and not not even by florida's own power they they had to rely on pittsburgh to lose against a Chicago team filled with a bunch of bums. Like they, it was not a good Chicago team. I was so
0: excited. And Pittsburgh got shit kicked there.
1: And then all of a sudden, Florida just barely squeaks in.
0: And now, now they're in the Cup final, and they're they're on a roll. Yeah, I was so excited when I looked at the end of this uh, of the schedule, and I was like, Pittsburgh's going to make it. All they have to do is beat Columbus and Chicago. And they couldn't they couldn't get it done. Yeah, and then Florida knocks off the. Again, if you want to call them the
1: best uh, regular season team ever. By by it it point percentage?
0: Just overall. At least. I think it was points and wins, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know about points, but I do think they had 65 wins.
1: It was was definitely wins, I know for sure. Yeah. And so then you're down 3-1. All of a sudden, and and down 3-1, game five in Boston. It, it, and one of the most electric crowds and hardest arenas to play in, as players have said, you win that, and then you go on to win that series, and then you go off and just dominate the fourth best team in the regular season, the Maple Leafs, and then you sweep the second best team in the league, the Carolina Hurricanes, who I think, I think it was from Jan around like January to the end of the regular season, Carolina had a better record than Boston. It was just yeah. Boston started off so strong that that's what really helped them. Which is wild. But like, they
0: started the season without Bar- Marshand and McAvoy, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, that's, that's wild. I put, at the start of the season, I put like five or 10 bucks on Boston to miss the playoffs. And I just had that staring me in the face every time I opened my sports betting app the whole yeah. year i i had vegas picked to miss the playoffs and they're
1: in the cup final now so yeah don't we look smart huh Uh, but yeah i think florida's just on on such a incredible run like i just i can't old uncle mo and momentum also another big thing i want to talk about because this um stanley cup final will finally end what what i've always thought is like i can see the reason behind people like thinking it's a big deal but i also think it's kind of stupid um this stanley cup final will officially end the whole thing about how no player who's making double digits in their salary Uh, so 10 million plus yeah um no team has has ever won a cup with a guy with a double digit salary yeah but now this year either vegas with uh jack Eichel eichel or florida with barkov or and Bobrovsky. yeah so that that whole narrative will finally come to an end, which I always thought was kind of a stupid one.
0: I but I was like, I, I get it like get what you, they're painting you, it as, like, you know, yeah. you I think a lot of it does stem from people loving to shit on Toronto because they've got, what, three guys making north of ten mil? But uh yeah, people love to be like, you know, if you if you don't have all team friendly contracts, like you have got that one guy taken up that much, it's impossible to win. Like you can't. Yeah, you, they said you there. can't build a team around them. It's like if Pittsburgh gave Crosby ten mil, you think they don't win in sixteen seventeen? I don't know how much yeah. that breaks that.
1: I was out. still, I was still down the hill. San Jose would have won the cup in twenty sixteen if Thomas Hurdle didn't get injured in uh, game one. Yeah, because that's really yeah, that was that really, was really... Game
0: one of the finals.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cause that, that was really when he turned into the player he is today. Like he started off so great when he first came in, but then that uh, knee injury from Dustin Brown really set him back. And then that year, like, especially in that playoffs is when he really came alive, especially playing with um, Thornton and Pawlowski, like just, it it elevated his game so much. And then he went down injured and it was like, it was
0: like shit. Um, But Hey, who knows? We'll never know. I'll have to live with that forever. Um, it, is, uh, it is a little bit comforting sometimes thinking, you know, we we, we totally would have won, right? Oh, I, I will Maybe. always think that. It, it helps yeah. you sleep at night better. Yeah, I definitely think we would have had probably the third cup in a row if Point was in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He is such a goal. I, I get why the NHL games have him as a playmaker. But, uh, man, since that bubble playoffs and forward, he has been a goal scoring machine. Yeah, like yeah. he he frickin' buries the biscuit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 going with I I like the pick of Florida and six. I think they even maybe Florida and five. Like man, they're yeah.
0: I think those... they're having a like they're having a tough time losing. Like Vegas is a decent opponent, but I mean, look what they did to Toronto yeah. Hurricanes. Like, who who wins in the finals? Hurricanes or Vegas? I'd lean more towards the hurricanes, yeah like
1: yeah, and, and that was that was kind of the narrative even going into the playoffs. like it was almost like whatever team I, and it, when people were talking about it, it was basically every team minus Florida. It was whatever other team from one through seven made it to the finals, pretty much everybody thought that they were going to have the advantage over whatever team made it out of the west so I was I was almost I was kind of on that that wagon because i was like i was like man you know you you just think about it like the only team that you could confidently say going in like oh if they're in the cup final it's their year they're winning is edmonton yeah and that's just because they had everything going right for them but you know you you saw it against vegas it was uh they relied too much on mcdave and dry on dry saddle really cooled off in the later half of the vegas series and if he wasn't on it, they, they had nothing. Yeah. And so it's like you can't expect two players to win you um the cup. And then, you know, other teams like Seattle. it was a cool story. No way you could say oh they, oh they oh they would fun. beat
0: any team in the East. Um Colorado, I, I mean, think they, maybe but I think they could Colorado or Seattle, but I wouldn't say they would be the favorite in like any of those. Yeah,
1: I think any cases. like I think pretty much every team over in the west just was was getting beat up too much like Vegas actually managed to come through pretty healthy but like every other team just you could just see injuries and guys out of the lineup like yeah. Vegas was managed to stay relatively healthy which I think gives them a better chance than any other team could should they have um continued on to go to the cup final
0: right i was surprised i mean I guess surprise isn't the right word because of what Boston did in the regular season. But I was shocked that so many people were uh, writing Florida off so hard because people love talking about the President's uh, Trophy curse. And it's weird that I brought that up because I'm actually not talking about Boston having it. I'm talking about how a lot of teams after they win the President's Trophy in the next two, three years end up winning the Cup. Quite a few teams it's been the following year. I think yeah, it was well, Washington, uh, Tampa, Washington, Tampa, Colorado. I think uh, Chicago won at least one the same year. It probably had that they was. won it. Yeah, like it's a lot of teams. You know that regular season success for over eighty two games isn't exactly a fluke. Yeah, and it's even crazier when it's like you know, it, and it's it's tough
1: because you could never expect you know what. Um, Montour is done for Florida this year. Like he's really just become a beast. But e- even going back to last offseason, it's like they traded what it, I think it, at the time was their best player overall in Jonathan Huber. Though.
0: what did he have? One hundred fifteen points. One hundred
1: fifteen, and Mackenzie Wieger, who i would say was their best defenseman like i know ekblad's very good but he's also very injury prone
0: at the very least he's in the conversation yeah so it's like basically you trade
1: your best forward and your best defenseman and then the following year now you're in the cup final led by the one player you got back in that deal like it's it's a trade that shouldn't have worked out as well for florida as it has but it's yeah like Kachuk's really like that's his team almost
0: now. Oh. Like even though Barkov's got the C, like it it feels like it's it, Matthew Kachuk. Sometimes team. I forget Barkov's even there. Like it is so the Matthew Kachuk show right now. Yeah. Uh I I assume I've told this story to you at some point, uh but uh for people who haven't heard the story, uh the night where uh the Flames and the Panthers made that blockbuster trade the last off season. Uh I was at my buddy's house. And we were having some drinks. And I was probably, like... I was, like, five or six drinks in. And I'm not a heavy drinker, so I was I was getting up there. And I remember getting a text from one of my buddies. And then, like, checking, like, seeing this trade. And I'm, like, looking around. I'm, like... I'm, like, am I way more drunk than I realize? Or, like, is this real? I was, like, there's no way. This is That is so ludicrous. Calgary holds none of the cards. You, like... I wouldn't expect them to be able to get Huberto for Kachuk straight up, less alone adding Uyghur and, what, they got a prospect and a pick or something, too. They got they? a first-round pick in 2025. First. And then, yeah, uh, Cole Schwitt,
1: I think was his name. He's playing with the Wranglers right now. Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I, I remember that's that because...
0: That's masterclass by a living. Regardless of how it turns out, at the time, like, taking into context, it looked phenomenal.
1: And not only that, he was able to get Huberto and Uyghur Locked in after that, yeah. Like he he got them in, so it's like we now because at the time it was like, well, I don't know if Calgary won because the Hubert on weaker could play one season then dip, but like yeah. he got yeah, them both locked in. And I remember when that trade happened because I was thinking, because the very first thing that just popped up is like is was just that it's confirmed that Kachuk has been traded to Florida. I was like, okay, so I was thinking like, what could the return be? I was thinking it'd be like. Maybe something like Lundell, gonna, Sam Reinhardt, like Lundell. a first, and, and and something else. And I thought, you know, it'd probably have to be something like that. Honestly, and then all of a sudden I see Huberto, and I'm like, <laughs> okay, fuck. So is it like Huberto for Kachuk, one for one? That's what and then all of a sudden I see Uyghur and I'm like, holy shit! Okay, so Calgary actually got a decent return. And then you throw a, a first in there. It's
0: like, it's like, yeah, you thought Calgary hit a home run there, like, like I would have expected, like like mackenzie weger and a first or like lundell and a first and like that's it because like yeah because like the flames hands were absolutely tied yeah. everyone knew that kachuk wanted out like and it was only you gotta get something for him
1: and it was also kachuk wanted out but there's only like three teams he wanted to play for
0: yeah it was like florida st louis and I, I don't even know the other one yeah i don't know where else i can't think i can't remember probably, probably rangers or something but like he wanted to go somewhere his hands were insanely tied it's wild he got what he did yeah so congrats to him on the new job in toronto yeah and and that
1: one's weird because like a lot of people like oh he gets a lot of unfair criticism but like he has made some really like he made some great moves with calgary and some didn't pan out but it's like at the time they looked like phenomenal moves he made
0: yeah Um, and I'm, I'm very interested to see what Calgary can do with a n- not old style coach yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah. They, they got
0: the Sutter system. Yeah. And, and I give credit to Calgary for,
1: um, building within going with Conroy, uh, as their GM. And I think they're looking at, um, one of their assistant coaches that was there with Sutter for the head coach job or their AHL head coach, um, and I hope they I hope they do something. Like, I really hope they just go full, like, all in on growing and building from within. Yeah. Because, like, I, I see a lot of talks of, like, oh, they're looking at this guy, this guy, this guy is coaching. It's like, especially Gerard Gallant, it's like, at what point does the NHL move away from just recycling the same coaches over and over?
0: It is. Like, you see the same insanely. coach just bounce
1: from team yeah. to team to team. Mm-hmm. And say, like, okay, if he can't get it done anywhere else, wh- how why is he gonna make it work here?
0: Yeah, it's an incredibly incestuous league. There's there's forty general managers who can general manage in the NHL and there's thirty two jobs. And whether that be coaches or GMs, and they just they just play musical chairs with it. One one hops out and then the other guy jumps in, and then they yeah. wait a bit, and then he gets back in there, like Yeah. And that's just a constant cycle you know. that never ends. It yeah. seems. And then eventually if you've done it long enough and you don't feel like it anymore, you pull a Kyle Dubas or a Barry Trotz and you move up. And cause, uh, yeah. Kyle Dubas, it just got uh, picked up by Pittsburgh to be the, what is it? President of hockey? Op? Yeah. Yeah. He's not even GM. He's president of hockey. Op,
1: so yeah. he's, he's doing, he's, he's exactly what Brendan Shanahan is over in, uh, yeah. Um, he didn't like how Shanahan Toronto. was doing it,
0: so he's going to go do it himself with Crosby.
1: Yeah, and now, yeah, Barry Trotz is now officially in as Nashville's GM, because David Poyle oh, is, he is, is the, fine yeah, now. Yeah, Yeah. He's yeah he's so, gonna, so it gonna was announced during the season, and they made it sound like it was a move that's happening right now, but Poyle finished out the season with Nashville, and now Barry Trotz is in, yeah. so now he can work with the team this offseason and
0: uh, build the team in whatever vision they, uh, he sees fit. Nashville also just signed uh, Andrew Burnett, didn't they? Yeah,
1: they. That was a greasy move because that came out of nor Because I saw that Andrew Burnett got hired, and I was like, like they've already got a coach in John Hines, and it happened like it all was came out in the same thing. Yeah, it was like John Hines fired Brunette hired. It's like, damn, like so they already had their guy picked Gary out, ready does to not mess do, around. Like,
0: yeah, like he, he goes hard with what he does.
1: It's so gotta that's, be tough for Hines. Like you think you got the John all It's like, yeah, you're you're done, and all of a sudden your replacement's like he's looking in right after
0: you. It's, he probably saw it coming a bit. like have. getting when whenever a new GM comes in, a lot of them like to you know let's get rid of the old guys. I'll bring in my guys, and my team will do the work. And I I I'm happy that Brunet has another chance because I thought he did
1: really good. I was so with shocked with Florida I mean, he last
0: winter. He just went the whole year without a job.
1: No, he was yeah. uh, assistant coach with the Devils. Oh okay, but it's like, and I've never been a big fan of Hines. Like even when he was with New Jersey, I wasn't a fan. But with Nashville, because well, they are what they were, they were right in there in the playoff mix for the final spot. And they sold at the deadline. They sold at the deadline, and that was also with um, Roman Yosi going out injured, Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, and Matt Duchesne Like all their big players. Were, were were' gone. it was like they were it was out a
0: borderline AHL team, and they yeah,
1: and they were and, they, and they went on a, to the playoffs. yeah, they went on an incredible run. It's like, man, like, you know, you have one of those guys in the lineup and and they don't got injured for however long it was at the end of the regular season. You're probably in the playoffs. And so, you know, I give Hines a lot of credit for what he did with that team coming down the stretch in, in a really tough spot. like he he did a good job. and I, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know if he finds a job somewhere else necessarily as a head coach, probably only somewhere as an assistant coach
0: or maybe even the AHL, but they, like we said, the league loves to recycle the same guys. I'm sure he'll find somewhere to be signed on to something. Yeah. Um, I, I think that kind of wraps up. I, on say, the... I have no idea how we're doing for time, but it feels like that was a pretty good chunk.
1: Yeah, right. I think we, we kind of covered it. So I think our, our official prediction is, uh, Going with the Florida Panthers in six games. Um, and I don't think we've necessarily worked out the time frame. We want for for how often we want to, um, oh, fuck, uh, upload um, episodes and whatnot. But I think we'll we'll kind of hammer that out and get more
0: on a little bit of a schedule here. Um, yeah, I think we're hoping up. once things settle in and we uh, get more used to it, we'll probably be doing about once a week at, at yeah. least at the, at the very minimum at least we'd like yeah. to do once a week and we'll go from there yeah all right i agree excellent pilot episode oh yeah that was a good one uh
1: thank you to everyone for listening and we will uh see you guys in the next one